The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. No one Diamonds in my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. Try to take it from me, must be at your mind. I need a lot of shine. Smokey in the air, that's a lot of pine. Packets running over with the dollar sign. Try to take it from me. Welcome to episode 281 of Force and John. I'm Gail Saunders uh, here with Evan Hollywood Hearn, Primo in the building, and Mr. Mal. Uh, we are talking uh, the Deshaun Jackson interview. The I Am Athlete interview was uh, highly entertaining. Uh, if, if you're a Deshaun Jackson fan or uh, for myself, Stan, it was kind of like a decade in the waiting for me to like get some of these nuggets some of the things that he dropped you haven't heard before uh he briefly talked about um you know certain situations in his career uh which has led him up to this point as an og in the game but just the, you know you know going back and you know just reflecting on his career and what he's meant to you know a lot of eagles fans he he's always been a dynamic playmaker he's always been his own person, and he's always had that chip on his shoulder. Um, and it, it was cool for him to be transparent um, about his his time in Philly and in, in the NFL. Just and he, he did he did he did drop some things, which we'll talk about uh, in a second. But how how did you guys feel overall? I mean, it, it, there was a lot of uh, little nuggets that were dropped in there, man. I mean, it, first of all, it was great to see Deshaun Jackson and Shady in the same room again. Absolutely. And uh, th- those two enjoying their time. Because I remember back, you know, during their heyday, or their prime in Philadelphia, like dude, those boys were inseparable. I remember the one video specifically of Shady after Deshaun left and he had the picture of Deshaun's face on the little stick and he was, he was imitating Deshaun Jackson, but uh, no, it was, it was cool to see that, but also <laughs> you did. I mean, we got, we got some stuff to talk about negative wise uh, about, you know, maybe a former quarterback. About your, about your man. That's your boy. <laughs> man, look, it, it, I mean, yeah, we go. Uh, I, 
I agree with Evan. It was cool to see Deshaun Jackson, and I'm gonna say Big Matey, Big McCoy, because it looked like he put some weight on, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, we're gonna get more into into what was said, but it's crazy it's watching that interview. Um, knowing you know a bunch of that stuff happened. Not surprised, honestly. Not surprised. Uh, it's just about Dan Times. You know, what I mean, somebody spoke on it. Uh, but if I sit here and tell you that you know I was expecting Deshaun, I'm like. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked because of the fact that you know the way those two were sinking. Yep. I mean, McNabb kind of made Deshaun, Deshaun make McNabb, and for them to be coming at each other's neck, I'm like, wow. But hey, it is what it is, man. I mean, that's that that's your boy. Who he pointed at. <laughs> it's funny everybody at this your moment boy. is kind of like passing Big Nabo. Like that shit man's right there. Um yeah, nah, not surprised. First, I want to say yo, happy Pride Month to all the people in the LGBTQIA sure. community. Happy Pride. Um, hope y'all living y'all best lives out here in these streets. Uh as far as DJX, always love DJX. That's my man. It was funny hearing him in the beginning saying that Megatron wasn't a better deep threat. I don't know about that. Um, I feel like Mega, when you turn, when you're trying to talk down Randy Moss and Megatron, you kind of bugging. Those are two legitimate Hall of Famers that did everything. But I feel like he was valid, right? Like, you know, being that he was diminutive, he had to run past a lot of people, right? Or like use his his um, athleticism to get by folks instead of jump over them. Not surprised by McNabb. I soured on McNabb when he had that whole press conference talking about T.O. And he was like, he doesn't rely on one player. And I was like, this dude is an idiot, right? Like, who doesn't rely on a future Hall of Famer who came back with a broken ankle, went for over 100 yards in the Super Bowl where you threw up coming out of the huddle and then you threw the interception to seal the game? Like, maybe if you threw it to him more, we might have won the jump, you know what I mean? So not surprised by McNabb being, as somebody said earlier, uh, the shade, McNabb being a noodle. Um, yeah, that's not surprising. It's disappointing. Five NFC championship games, right? Like, yo, what what this team could have been had he just not been who he is. Yeah. But living you learn, man. You know, he was also one of the best quarterbacks from that era, like top three, top four, and passing pretty much every passive metric that exists. Um, when you compare him to like Peyton Breeze, all of those dudes. So he did his thing with Andy Reid too. Yeah, I, I just I mean the, the whole McNabb thing. I think you know I, we should just get it get it out there uh, as as we because it's one one clip that they they really pushed. Uh, they they basically talked about um you know Deshaun Jackson talked about a moment where McNabb behind his back went to Michael Vick yeah. uh, at the time and, and told him that. Deshaun Jackson shouldn't have made the Pro Bowl under two positions, mm-hmm. and he's the first player in NFL history to have that. Uh, under he said his that belt. like four or five times, still. <laughs> like, I was the first like, player to do that. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you, you got to toot your horn when you can. So yeah. I, I felt like uh, he felt like McNabb should have supported him. Yeah. Um, as his quarterback and as as his wide receiver, you would think that Donovan would support him. You know, it kind of like is that yeah, on that, some haterade? I mean, uh, that's McNabb, a hater move, bro. D- Deshaun Jackson isn't capable of doing that without McNabb, and from McNabb not to realize that, like, d- dude, that he's on your team. That's one thing yeah. that never really made any sense to me. But 
like looking at that interview and like I, I grew up um, before after the whole Donovan McNabb era. I was thinking to myself for the longest time about how the Eagles really did do McNabb a disservice. They, they took forever to get Terrell Owens there. Yeah. But like look at his relationships with his wide receivers. Yeah. Like, it, it, did the Eagles really do that much of a disservice, or is McNabb just that much of a pain in the ass to work with? I mean, were we really a destination that was worth coming to when these sorts of stories were floating around, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's that's a bit tough because it's like, is there really any correlation between the two, right? Like, is it that they couldn't acquire really high-level talent because McNabb was so hard to play with, or did the front office not focus on it? because McNabb was going for 4,000 yards every year with under-the-radar talent, right? And so I I don't know which of those two it really is. I mean, he ran that offense really well. Like, I I lived through – like, I was Randall Cunningham, McNabb, like, those two errors, and, like, watching Randall Cunningham give everything that he had and, like, leave it on the field. And it was always that feeling McNabb just was not giving everything he had. You know what I mean? But he did play on a busted-up ankle, right? Like, he played on a broken ankle. Correct. And so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, like, knock this man down completely. Um, again, if he wasn't such a unlikable person – probably goes to the hall of fame when you compare again his numbers to some of these other quarterbacks from that era he's right there with him um and, um you know five nfc championships dude that's that's not in the sneeze at now uh, to convert that's, that's any weird. of them is bananas but you know it, it's still it, it's not easy to do uh, you definitely can't take that away from him but i mean it's it's interesting i mean i'm i'm very interested to find out what actually went wrong because i mean you hear about all the stuff that happened with wentz I mean, who's to say a lot of that stuff that happened in the McNabb era? We had oh, T.O. Yeah, yeah. We had we had everything lined up. I mean, look, I'm not going to take nothing away from him. He made things happen with low, you know, you know what I mean, some wide receivers that weren't even like, at that level. Mm-hmm. Right. Greg Lewis. Uh, right. Uh, James Pinkston. Thrash. Pinkston. Thrash. Yeah. You're trash. Reggie yeah, Brown. Like, James I mean, trash. like Re- Reggie Brown, exactly. Like guys that yeah. like unknown people, he made things happen. Yeah, but you know it, it goes back to what you just said, more like the the prima donna kick in. Like, yeah. did he get? Did he get? Like, you know, did he feel some type of way because the spotlight was being taken away from him? To I mean, come on, man. To came in here and everybody was hyped up about To. Another situation where To made McNabb, McNabb made To. These guys were working together, and yeah. the way that year started off, the way that year went. You were thinking like, "Yo, man, we got we got something here for the next few years," and that shit just stopped after the first year. Abruptly, (laughs) it's it's wild because like what we remember from that era is To doing sit ups in his driveway, right? And like all these years later, you find out that you know Donovan McNabb was sort of like the catalyst for that breakup, the catalyst for like maybe some of the. My dad used to always comment about McNabb throwing ground balls to wide receivers short. Like, his short accuracy was just atrocious. And then mm-hmm. clutch time, appalling. Like, the pick, to Rondé, the pick to Rondé Barber and the NFC Championship game versus Tampa Bay that ended it, right? Like, you just – like, I remember him for – that's a great analogy. I remember him for the mistakes that he made because so many of those were the ones that, like, in crunch time, you don't expect 
your best player to make, right? And time and time again, yo, Donovan McNabb was like throwing a pick, throwing an incompletion, yeah. fumbling. And it's like, damn, bro, like what could have been? It's that whole what could have been. We could have been a dynasty, but instead yeah. we were just. Oh, I got I got a quick, I got a quick, my bad, hold on, hold on, Ev. I got a quick story to tell. Reno Mahe used to live on top of my cousin's spot back in the day. If you guys don't remember Reno Mahe, you know what I mean? He was just like a short stint with the Eagles and everything. Yeah. But him and T.O. were real close. And I'm looking at Blue Meanie's uh, comment here how, you know, I mean, these guys would get together on days off or back in the locker room and try to bring things to his attention. And, yo, it was the truth. Like, people would go ahead and let them know, yo, I was open on this route, or they'll go over tape. Like, right here is where you need to see me. Right here is where you need to hit me. And, yo, this man would spaz out. Don't tell me how to throw the ball. You know what I mean? You know, look, the comments, shut, the, shut up. Oh, he, yo, he, like, he really would act like that. And you know, what I mean, I heard stories. Um, that's how he, that's how he was in the locker room. And you know, what I mean, that locker room just started getting, you know, started separating more and more as time was going on. So a lot um, of these stories that are coming out is just like it's wild. Yeah. yeah. So if, so Cody yeah. mentioned sorry in the comments real quick that you can't blame McNabb for this not being a franchise. I don't want that. Like I hope that that's not how what I'm saying is coming across. One person can't cost you a franchise, nah, nah, but nah. one person's repetitive mistakes can absolutely take you out of position of being a franchise, right? And like repetitive mistakes in big games where you absolutely need him to show up and time and time again, he didn't. When you have defenders showing up, you got wide receivers making miraculous plays. You got returners doing things that they ain't never did in their career. Yeah, T.O. playing on a broken leg, right? And then in the clutches moment of the Super Bowl, he throws an interception that he stared down the wide receiver. And so, nah, it's not all on McNabb. It's a team game either and if, way. Yeah, just, I, I, sorry. I, I was just going to say, if you just look at the personalities of wide receivers, I mean, it, it, it tends to be – they tend to have a, a similar type of uh, personality across the league. Yeah. Uh, same thing with defensive backs. But the thing is, is that, like, Terrell Owens came here. He absorbed the limelight. And yeah. McNabb seemed to really – take offense to that because McNabb he he was here he was the man forever and it just seems to me like McNabb had a very similar the fact that he hated T.O. for stealing the the spotlight like he didn't recognize that he hated T.O. for because he, he wanted to be T.O. and and, and right. for lack of a better term you know what I mean like he wanted to he wanted the spotlight back on himself and he didn't realize that as as a quarterback you need to be supportive of the guys that help you to greatness and the fact that he just wanted to be number one that was the most important thing to him on the team is that he is looked at as the no most important player on this team and that, that's not something that you can build around i think he, i think he was definitely sensitive and i think you know the way that he was portrayed he, he he had a he envisioned himself as a person where you know whether the offense running through him or you know him being the focal point of the offense, I think when T.O. got here, like you, it, those Lehigh camps with when T.O. showed up was like rock star moments. Like everybody, it was it was insane. Um, but you know, in terms of like the uh, the uh, you know the the I am athlete Deshaun Jackson interview, just going back to some of those moments where uh, Deshaun Jackson <laughs> said that was like. Um, Sean McCoy was like, tell him that story about how McNabb charges uh, $25 for some white party. Um, and they're like, what? You charging us money? He, and to quote um, 
Deshaun Jackson, he said McNabb was one of the most richest, cheapest MFers that he's ever known. Um, and it, it, like again, every football team has like a dynamic. Every everyone, there's different characters. Like the teams I play with in college, we to this day, uh, my teammates still hold these stories tight to the vest. And some people know these stories, and some people no, don't know these stories. So the fact that Deshaun Jackson just launched a little story, he's you know into the ETH like. Cause like no one's ever heard this one, so we're like word. So well, it was just it, it was definitely I felt like I, you know it was a gift that he lobbed it, to the uh, to, timeline. To be honest with you, it it was somewhat of a uh, straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing for me too, man. Because yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I mean like, I didn't have the privilege of of growing up with Randall Cunningham. McNabb was the first quarterback I remember in my Eagles fandom, so. To me, like that was the most successful I had ever seen the Eagles was during McNabb's run. So mm. that's it, that means something to me. But at the yeah. same time, like every single story I hear about McNabb, it's never positive, man. It's yeah. always some negative stuff. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt after the DUIs. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt after all of his other nonsense that he gets himself involved in and how he just like, even though I don't, I don't like Carson Wentz anymore, but the fact that he wasn't willing to support him just because he was instantly loved as soon as he came to Philadelphia. It's like, right. dude, you're just whack, bro. Well, he, he did lose his job. He, he did lose his job at uh, NFL Network for that, that situation that went down uh-huh. as well. But it, uh, you know, again, it's just like uh, it was definitely just. I think that was one of the the juiciest nuggets that people were just like, "Whoa." Um, well, but- my thing is, Djax is a street dude too, right? Like, not to cut you off, but before we go to the next piece of this, like he's not known for chatting, right? Like, Djax is a street cat, and so for him to divulge this sort of information says a lot about yeah. just the the state of their relationship because he could have just as easily not said anything right and like yeah you know shady was like exactly shady was hype like he kept egging them on but dj <laughs> is still a street Hello, dude joe right but like dj is still a street dude and like carries itself a very specific way um and for him to walk into that interview and give up the tea like that says a lot bro just says a lot about how folks think about mcnab his own team yo if your own teammates ain't rocking with you like that speaks volumes of your character mm-hmm. and, and he said he said him and mcnab were good but he just and then threw him he's like the bus immediately <laughs> he's like we're still good but he's like i don't want to he, he said i don't want to talk about the to situation because i don't want to talk about another man's situation Which but i'm telling you what yeah i'm telling you telling you what you know, I know from my personal uh, um, story, it's the way that he 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 put it out there. I was just like, that that's interesting. Um, yeah. So so let, I, I I mean I, I kind of want to have these two underneath of us battle it out over. Uh, so so who was the bigger non teammate? Was it the guy above prime right now, or was it uh, McNabb? Wow. <laughs> I mean, oh, we had we, we had Wentz out there completely the other ignoring names. So you know where I stand. I don't need to say eleven and twenty-five. I don't say their names. They dead to me in this city. May they live prosperous lives, but may I never speak their names again. I say McNabb, so you can yeah. guess where I'm at. That's with fair. That That's fair. That's fair. You know where I'm at, man. So <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm at. The, the the thing that's funny about this situation is like I I spent you know 
if you've been on the internet as long as I have, just in these <laughs> the inception, you, mean? It, you, you talk about, you know, chat rooms where you're, you're trying to like back back this dude up. Like, again, you don't know him personally. Yeah. So you're like fighting for McNabb and like sticking up for him. And, uh, you know, I would hear these different stories. And then um, I had a I had a coworker of mine at MTV was like, yo, I got I got you. He's like, he, he knew how big of an Eagle fan I was. He's like, yo, I got your boy. We're doing the shoot. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes. And then, and he, and he, you know, I didn't ask him how it went. He just hit me up immediately after it was done. He was just like, yo, your boy, your boy isn't who you think he is. Yep. He said, these were his words. He's like, your boy is a cornball. And I said, what? For Donovan I, I said, what? He's like, bro, he's like, he's just, he just was doing some weird shit. And I'm just saying, as much as you talk about it, I'm just letting you know. So then I ended up, uh, I was at, uh, Super Bowl Radio Row. Got a chance to meet Westbrook. Got a chance to meet uh, um, Michael Kendricks, uh, Joe, Joe Montana. You name like Barry Sanders. Nice. Everybody, Doug Flutie. Everyone. Oh, man. Everyone is it, just extremely nice. The only person who at the t- you know I'm, all of a sudden D- Donovan McNabb's there. I'm like, finally get to meet Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Walk up. Yo, just kill me, kill me. Just, I had it was the worst experience that I've ever had with meeting any Philadelphia athlete. I was like, bro, like I, I was like, you just, he just, this was like, get out of my way. Like I was like, bro, there's, there's no one here. It's just right. me and you. And I was like, bro, really? I was yeah. like, I, you know, I, I was like, maybe, maybe it is true. I, I don't know, but I, I had one running with with McNabb, but it was nothing of. That I can I can add to uh, of him being a jerk for Christ's sake. I was five years old. I went up to him while he was mid mid meal at Benny Hanna, and my dad was like, "Yo, that's Donovan McNabb over there. You should go get an autograph." I was like, oh. but uh, you know, maybe maybe if he was a total dick to me, then I could have seen the writing on the wall. Did you get the autograph? I, mean, I would go. I would go to. I would go to Lehigh every year, every year to go see these guys practice. If I everybody really... everybody on that squad would acknowledge the fans, him. He was a totally different person, man. That might have been at the very beginning of his career, too, because he was drafted in 99, right? And so if I was five, that was yeah. like right then. So yeah, I mean, he, also, he, like, let's keep it a buck. We booed him when he got drafted. Yeah. Right? yeah so, true. like, it ain't just like we welcomed him with open I arms. Him. There's all no, I, didn't like like him. I didn't boo him. As if there wasn't a booing Brown, that black notoriously happened. That's, so that's, like, that, yeah. that's his hero, bro. That's his hero. Like, we, yeah, yeah, bro. He cut me I'm deep, sure man. Holmes cut me he deep. He came in I'm sure as that second pick and got booed mercilessly. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like, again, and, not, and when he was hating on Wentz for, like, the automatic love that Wentz got, I understood where he was coming from, but I also feel like it's certain things that you just don't say out loud, right? That, like, that's another professional athlete. That's another quarterback. Like the NFL, working shit. with Tim, right? Like I've learned about the the fraternity of the NFL. Like that's a very real thing. And the fact that again, like who who has said anything positive about Donovan McNabb, bro? Like I don't know a person that played with him or played against him that's come out and been like, yo, that's a real dude right there. Like I rock with him. Like. It's crickets. <laughs> like people rather say nothing bad than, icing, than the icing on anything. the icing on the cake for me. The icing on the cake for me is when he got you know traded to the Redskins. When he went to the Redskins, and then he just started bad mouthing the city, the the, the, the team. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean. So it was just like, all right, people are questioning me. Like, yeah, with all this stuff that you guys see behind me, 
not one. This is the first year that a Donovan McNabb item came into this into this cave. First time. Shocked. All right. I, I just want to. Uh... And then not not with with this shit even going on. I'm ready to go ahead and boot it out. <laughs> yeah, take, I, uh, that, take that. Take eleven. Yeah, if you want to go, if you want to start over. I don't, bro. Like I don't. People ask me about, bro. I don't, I don't own. I used to own a McNabb. I do not own anything. You're gonna yeah. have one. I, soon, I don't need this it. thing. I'm getting. I, this thing is getting is out. And in, in regards to the draft, Carson too. I want to just uh, look at the the juxtaposition between these two comments, because uh, apparently the draft booing was predicting our future uh, Super Bowl win, followed by <laughs> I booed the shit out of McStab at the draft. <laughs> now I know I know uh, Sean, um, you know shoulder pad Sean. He he had mentioned that he was part of the group that booed, and he to this day he felt. You know, it was kind of just like they all kind of wanted a different player. So mm-hmm. he, he didn't it really. It Williams you know, that they wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. He didn't really mean to like it was just like the fact that he wanted, you know, but to this day he felt he, he still feels bad about it. But um, I mean, overall, I mean, just uh, correct. Shoulder pass Sean had a Ricky Williams jersey on that day. Uh, I'm not sure. He got he I'm got a Ricky sure. Williams jersey made for that draft. If I'm mm. if my monster is correct. <laughs> I bumped into shoulder pad Sean the other day, uh, um, down at the lids, man. Shit was hilarious. Um, that's my guy. But um, wasn't you the just, one just, who can't curse? Did I say? Did I? Did I? Did I curse? Wasn't you the one? Four times already. I didn't say no f bombs yet. I didn't say <laughs> no f bombs. <laughs> that's, that's that's forty cents already docked. <laughs> um, but go- surprise, motherfucker. Oh, and there we go. Uh, I, I cut it off. <laughs> and we're done. Yo, what was now your favorite here. soup back then, Gail? Huh? What was your favorite soup back then? Soup? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Something chunky. I'll eat yeah, it all. You were on that chunky shit. <laughs> you know, New England clam, ch- clam chowder, maybe. Um, that Donovan uh, McNabb commercial uh, came out. That man went and bought all the soup off the show. <laughs> Now going back to the the, the Deshaun Jackson interview, <laughs> did like I mean I think a lot of people don't real I guess I don't, I don't know if the young heads realize how to to be on the cover of uh, NCAA double uh, NCAA football I mean, Deshaun Jackson was on the cover, bro. I mean, I'm like really I mean, in all fairness, Madden was uh, he was. McNabb was on Madden, Madden 06. Yeah, 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 but we're we're talking about Deshaun here. We're talking about Deshaun. <laughs> no, we're talking good. about both of them. <laughs> no, no. Enough of enough about McNabb, but uh the, I mean Deshaun was that dude coming out of college Absolutely. where he there was a move, it was a pump return that he had against Texas. And he did this dart in like dart out move on the fly. Like I I I ain't ever seen a player do that full speed juke move like juke in juke out on the fly and and after that i was like i've never seen a, play, a football player do that i was like this is next level i i don't think i've i was like i want the eagles to draft him immediately um mm-hmm. and him being 160 pounds yeah you know he, he talked about himself being the prototype for like you know back in back then they weren't drafting skinny dudes yeah. who were built like R&B backup dancers. 
Because you um, could still get destroyed. Like you had maniacs rolling through that that secondary man. Like that's I was watching Bob Sanders at highlights earlier. Like you had dudes like that. It was no targeting, right? Like it was no helmet to helmet stuff. Like you could you could you got reward Roy Williams from the Cowboys, right? Like you got rewarded for knocking people out. Yeah, Steve shit. Out, like, I, I remember. Guys. I remember that one against the Falcons. I forgot who was the the, the cornerback that knocked Deshaun Jackson out. Like took him out out. I forgot what game. I forgot yeah. who it was, but it was against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, so you're right. Like, yo, he. But that 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 was one of the things on why we're questioning. You know, what I mean, like Devontae Smith coming in at the, at the size that he in. But Deshaun Jackson is the proof in the pudding. Like, yo, man, it doesn't matter the size. I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna do my thing, and that's what he's been doing. So, can can we just look at take a step back in time too, to 2008 and 2009 when Deshaun got drafted um, in 2008. I mean, obviously, you went in the second round. We had success. But then immediately followed that up the following year with a first-round selection of Jeremy Macklin. I'm kind of looking at where we're at right now. We did, we drafted uh, Devontae Smith last year, made a trade for A.J. Brown. I mean, I'm, I think of that Deshaun Jackson-Macklin group as, you know, one of the – probably one of the best uh, wide receiver cores we had in the past 25 years. Um, and if we can get back to that with this group – I think that we we definitely could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Macklin and, and Deshaun were just just pure speed. I mean, just the fact that uh, I was either, bro. Uh, Deshaun uh, uh, McCoy had a moment on the uh, I Am Athlete um, podcast where he 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 was he was just talking about how how good Deshaun. Like he had a moment in camp on like. Like he was just talking to his boys about like how good Deshaun was. Like he was blown away. Like he said he was in awe. Uh, and he, and he, he said that uh, he was listening to Deshaun Jackson talk about like you know you got to put the Ferrari you got to put the Ferrari away uh, before Sunday. And he was like, who? What does he keep talking about? Put the Ferrari away before Sunday. And then he saw. Um, he said that. Andy Reid actually didn't talk to rookies back then, but he, Deshaun Jackson had mentioned that he told Andy Reid, he's like, yo, you got to put the Ferrari away on Sunday. So he realized that Deshaun referred to himself as the Ferrari. So on Sundays, you know, when he, when he let it rip, he, he really knew, he, he found out how good he was. He was just like in awe about how good, how fast and suddenly fast he was. I'm gonna I mean, always I'm gonna always remember the chest bump him and Andy Reid had. <laughs> well, let's not forget that he got traded for Kiko Alonso because he was a crib, right? Like you want to talk about that, like was the, that Shady? I thought Shady got no, traded. No, that Sean got saying. outright cut. No. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got cut. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was cripping so hard <laughs> that like it was interfering with <laughs> that. His that nothing ended up coming of it. You mean that went on for ten more years, right? Like it's just bananas, man. That. Like, yeah, so sorry, yes. He gets cut, Shady gets traded, and, like, that's the end of an era, right, of, like, some of our most productive skill players just disgracefully just released and just banished away from the team for a dude that like, is now at UCLA not doing a very good job. So And the, and the man came back and haunted us every time he played us. Oh, yeah, yo, DJ talks about that all the time. Like, in that interview, he was like, yo, <laughs> 
every time I was targeting the Eagles. <laughs> no, every dude, time. and that that was one that I like. Even watching him on the Redskins, man, I was sitting there and I couldn't. I I specifically remember him scoring like an eighty-yard touchdown and then flapping his wings into the end zone and then oh, the kick, dance and then kicking the bird. And I like everyone. I remember they're being posted and all this about after that, and they're like, uh, like, oh, see how he uh, thinks about Philadelphia. I was like, dude. I'm glad he did that. We yeah. deserved it. Like that Absolutely. that I have no problem with Deshaun doing that whatsoever. I mean, Absolutely. we are the ones that wronged him. Yeah. And and he, he he talks about in the, that in the interviews saying that you know, he I mean, he really goes back to like he's like the way that the media p- portrays some of these athletes today um talking about their situation and their lifestyle that they don't know or understand the culture that they live in. He's just talking about like going through, uh, you know, taking the bus and, you know, whether it's Mexicans or, you know, black gangs or or, you know, opposite, uh, um, you know, Crips and Bloods. And like he, at every angle, you're tested as a kid in those neighborhoods and you always had to have this chip on, chip on your shoulder. And one of his friends, childhood friends had had beaten a murder charge and uh, he picked him up from you know, prison. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, what was I not supposed to do? Pick up my friend. And then all of a sudden I got tied up into all this. And he's like, you know, he also talked about his relationship with um, Nipsey as well, uh, how they grew up together. Uh, and, and they both lived in the same neighborhood. He talked about, you know, how he, you know, he's trying to put all his friends on to Nipsey before he was even uh, a thing. Um, but just, just talking about his relationships with his, his friends and having to like, you know him back in the day versus now he's like i think he's like now that i have kids i had to like cut off a lot of my friends out there who were like you know let me get a couple thousand here let me get a couple he's like i had to like narrow it down my 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 entourage was like you know i got about two people now these days so he he, I, i think the maturation process of watching him grow has been pretty interesting well, I mean, obviously that all that, that stuff that got him kicked out of town was bogus. But, like, I do think that when he had his second stint with the Eagles, we did 100% see a more mature Deshaun Jackson Absolutely. when he was here. Yes, yeah. he was. Because, I mean, that was I even remember when he got up in front of the team and had a conversation with them, you know what I mean? Kind of, like, broke it down to him. Like, he was the OG that day. Mm-hmm. And listening to him th- talk is like going back to what you said, more like – the ghetto-ness in him is just never going to leave because, like, the way he was just fitting, <laughs> he was just straight street the whole yeah. time. You know what I mean? So, like, that's DJ, man. He's always going to remember. Look, going back to some of the stuff that we talked about, I never was upset on how that man came back and murdered us on that field, whether yeah. if it was with the Redskins or with Tampa Bay. Like, I love seeing that dude, period, man. And he's, you know what I mean? He's going to go down as one of, my, one of many of my all-time favorite Eagles, for real. And I think it goes to like a larger sort of conversation around how black athletes are like depicted, portrayed, seen like as just commodities, right? Like not as human beings, right? Like Todd mentioned, and he grew up in one of the toughest neighborhoods in in, in LA. And so you're going to be around some real live street dudes. Like there's plenty of dudes that's banging in the NFL and the NBA, right? Like we're well aware of these things. That is not a indictment on a character right like what you had to do to grow up and survive is a big reason why you had the fire inside of you in the first place 
to get to the NFL, right? It's because you were coming from conditions in which you didn't want to exist any longer. You were trying to get your family out. And so, you know, I think it's funny sometimes how we flip that on his head to say, hey, like that motivation to do better for yourself is great, but like you can't be in a gang. Like, oh, okay. Nah, that's, that's not choice. Some of that is life, like blood in, blood out. Like if you come home, like you home, bruh, right? Like you ain't going nowhere. Like that's a lifelong endeavor. And so, I you think, know, I don't want to yeah. knock that man for having a, a tough life situation. But like I was saying, he matured exponentially and is now in a position where he's putting dudes on game around how to navigate around those types of situations. Um, you know, Raksek talks about he really wants Dijak to win a ring with the Eagles before he retired. I mean, that would have been nice. I mean, the the fact that, uh, you know, he, he was like the prodigal son returning. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a moment before he got injured where he – he 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 caught that uh that ball on the end zone and uh, burned like he's always burning somebody. Um, but the fact well, that he did get a Super Bowl ring with the the with the Rams, I think yeah. he he accrued enough time to play with them. But he did talk about his relationship with with McVay and how um before McVay was even hired as the Ram coach, he was uh contacted about how McVay was a coach. In, in his times at Washington, um, so they they were super tight. Actually, the same age, and and the fact that he goes to the Rams, you know, years later, and he's he's with McVay, and McVay is actually telling him, you know, he was like kind of sorry that he didn't have a role for, Mc, um, for Deshaun Jackson. So it was kind of awkward. So he he was like, well, if you're not going to utilize me, then maybe he's like, maybe we can get you a trade. Maybe he's he's like, I can't even talk to you about like, because I feel awkward that I can't fit you in this offense. Uh Um, So it was kind of a mutual thing. It was like a, you know, bad break. I was like, right. Um, like someone was writing a hit piece on him and ran him out of town or something. And then, then Robert Woods got injured right after they, they moved on, they moved on from him. And, uh, you know, he could have had a, he's like, I could have had a role in the Super Bowl, but you know, and then they, they got OBJ as well. So, I mean, I mean, he still got his ring and he's still available right now. He just said he's, uh, he's considering the future. <laughs> are we, are you, are you trying to, are you trying to bring him back for Number one three? more time? Hey, look, man, I, 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 I'm ready. I, I, I'm ready. I'd start him over Greg Ward. <laughs> I'm with it. My thing you is, like, it's going to be the same thing with the Rams, right? It's like, what kind of role does he have on a team like this outside of being a mentor? If he's cool with being a mentor, by all means, like, especially with somebody like, you know, I forget who said it, but Devontae Smith, it might have been you, Prime, like, the, the undersized wide receivers, like, he is that guy. He is that prototype. Like he said, you know, he'll teach you all about how to get open in, in the NFL. But if he's still looking to be like an active contributor to an offense, I don't think that the Eagles can afford to like give him that. No, no, absolutely. Like five yeah, wide receivers yeah. deep right now. So I think that would be absolutely, hard. Yeah, absolutely. in Meadowlands too. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I'm down to bring him back just for that, man. I think that will be a good role mm-hmm. for him. And then look, not for nothing, we could get a good three, four plays, good three, four plays during the season out of that man because he averages <laughs> a 50-plus play every time. So I'll take that all day. You know what I mean? He played his part. I'm good with that. And, and, and I, I, did, I, do have to, you know I, mean? I do have to give it up where it's due, too, because, like, I mean, I'm obviously I'm a, I, I love Deshaun Jackson. I'm a Deshaun Jackson stand as well, but – 
each year that's that's ended, I've been like, all right, this is probably this is probably the year where he starts probably to lose it. a little bit of speed. Yeah. My man, dude, man, dude he's flies, been man. able to maintain that speed, dude. <laughs> fly, well man. into his thirties. Well, I mean, Dion's still running what like a four 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 five at fifty. Like To's out here late forties, yeah. still running four fives. Yeah. Like still you know, trying, these dudes trying to get back when in you're NFL. that fast. You got speed to lose, right? Like Deshaun Jackson may never, he might be 70 still running like a four six, bro. Right. Like he he's just he's he just got, a blessed athlete, bro. man. He got yeah. football speed. He got he football does. speed. Yeah. Um uh, Puga, I think he, he I think Deshaun uh will probably retire as an eagle. I believe he will. Yeah. Uh Brandon, there are no rumors of him coming back. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, we're, just, <laughs> we're fantasizing. For, for those of you guys rolling in, we're talking about the I am athlete Deshaun Jackson interview. If you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's a phenomenal, uh, you know, interview where he's very transparent and talks about some things that um, he hasn't talked about at all. Um, you know, Todd mentions here, DJ's dad is owed a lot of credit for keeping him on the right path. That's what separates him from others in Crenshaw district that his father was in his life. Yeah. Kind of like Trey from boys. You know, he, he speaks to that and it's a, his, his relationship with his father was very, he has a documentary out there that he, his brother was actually a filmmaker, his brother, Byron. Uh, they've been filming Deshaun Jackson ever since he was a kid. This is before, yeah. you know, you know, we had high tech fancy phones and stuff. His dad, his brother out there documenting everything you you get to see him as a young child out there competing cocky and very just like same dude but just like 10 years old out here outrunning everybody but check that out um his father you know had pancreatic cancer um and he he talks about that the relationship they had and he his father had uh, was a diabetic as well his dad just thought he had something he had to check up and come to find I had pancreatic cancer, but he just talks about what his dad's death um, really meant for his career. And it kind of like he fueled, it fueled everything he did, like everything that he did, um, you know, in the pro bowl was all for his, for his dad. So right. it was right. pretty interesting. Yeah, I yeah, mean, Puga, man, you're gonna be upset because because Primo and Gail paying for me to get in, so uh, y'all ain't getting <laughs> no money out of my pockets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome pick. Yeah, man. yeah, look at look at young young Deshaun, man. I'm uh, again, man. Um, Cause that's gotta be in college. This this he he also talks about this story um, on draft day when he gets drafted. By the Eagles, he gets a phone call from the man himself, uh, Andy Reid, and he says, "Deshaun, we're going to draft you." Um, this is not like "Welcome to the team," blah blah blah. The second thing out of his mouth was like, "I just want to make sure your father's not going to be a problem." <laughs> so he's like, "Here I am in the best moment of my life, getting drafted," but Andy Reid is like mentioning, "I don't want your father to be a problem," and he's like, "He's like." Nah, he's not gonna be a problem. So what he heard, he's like Andy Reid was just doing his due diligence. He probably got the information that he got. The coach from Cal was like, Deshaun Jackson's father is a problem. Like I get that, but I feel like it's one of those things that's a time and place. Like even if you're trying to forecast that whether his dad is gonna be a problem or not, I don't think that's 
a conversation for your, your first phone call. That that's to me, it seems weird. It seems like it, it, congratulations, it, 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 welcome to the team. Once you get in the fold a little bit, like all right, so like listen, I heard something. I just want to clear this up. That's too late. You already drafted him. His dad is yeah. going to be a problem no matter what at that point, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. a conversation you have before you pull a trigger on that pick. Yeah. Like, I hate those questions. I hate those insinuations. Like, I hate that whole line of reasoning or quote-unquote logic from front offices when this, when these young black kids have a father that is, like, dominant. Like, the same thing was said about the ball, ball, big ball, yeah. right? Ball, and he yeah. got two kids in the NBA stunting on people. Everybody thought he'd be the worst human being. All he did was raise three sons that are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, man. It, all of that, I would have hung up on Andy Reid, bro. I'm like, yo, that, me, dog. Brent, I'm, Brent, I'm Brandon Marsh was like, place. Brandon Marsh was like, I would have hung up. I would have draft someone else. <laughs> and then uh, like, Pac-Man Jones was like, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't nah, he shit. definitely wouldn't. Nah. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, Glover, uh, Glover, Glover. Um, Glover, he, Glover, 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 Glover. <laughs> Glover. <laughs> you kill it. Say his last name, yo. Say the whole name. Oh, I, I'm thinking Danny Glover, Glover. Yeah. So uh, the, he, this is another story which I thought was was pretty cool. His agency shared the same agency as Jerry Rice. Mm. So he had this moment where he got to go on field um, to train with Jerry Rice before he was even drafted. So hmm. he's running routes with Jerry Rice and, uh, you know, the greatest to ever do it. Um, so he runs all his routes and Deshaun wants to know what Jerry Rice thinks of his routes, like which one is going to be, you know, the worst. Or he, he only said one. He only critiqued one route. And he said it was your your five yard out. He's like, you run it way too fast. You got to slow down and, and run that route. You know, change change it up. And he said once uh, Jerry Rice told him about you know timing your routes and slowing slowing down. He's like it was over. He's like he didn't he didn't he didn't critique any other routes. He's like right then and there. He's like I knew I was going to tear up the NFL. I used to love watching him run his routes because it was just this thing in the very beginning he had with him. He I don't know if you guys ever noticed he had like this hop skip. Hmm. As soon as the play would go, he had this hop skip and he was gone. Like, yo, that I used to imitate that when I would go play flag football with guys like that hop skip. That was a big factor like that. That, that he had that to the key, like knocked down, like, you know, what I mean, and it was just cool to see, like, you know, seeing this guy just right off the line, get ready to go. Like he had you thinking he was going to stay still next minute. You know, he's already behind you. Like it was wild. Yeah, well, that's one of those dudes you, you can't miss. Right. Because like uh, Shady was saying how. When he came back to play the Eagles, he was yelling at the coaches because they kept trying to bump d -Jacks. I'm like, nah, you give him – I love the whole, like, uh, Bill Belichick approach, right, where it's like you're going to give him help over the top. You're going to make – you're going to play him off. Like, he won't be the guy that kills you. Yet so many teams allowed Deshaun Jackson to be the guy that killed them. But you knew his nine route was money. How you letting them over the top? Deep pose, deep flags. How was I, I used to just marvel sometimes watching them. Like, how did y'all let this happen? Like, who who game who who designed your yeah. defensive game plan? Where you just got who was watching film? Man. Yeah, true by Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, you know he has a he has a term for that. It says GTB. He's like when I'm out there, GTFB. Get the f back. <laughs> he, he tells all the deep sense, facts, like GTFB. And I was like, this guy's Common hilarious. Sense, 
Um, he he did talk about this um, his second stint coming back with the um, Eagles and it, saying that one of the wide receiver coaches was challenging him. Like he's like, "Yo, I just he's like I just signed here." Like he's like, "I'm gonna make Deshaun Jackson earn this money." And he's that like, was "The Bucks," he said. Well, was it? What's the Bucks? That was the Bucks position coach. It was like he signed that the the contract, and he said as soon as he showed up, yeah, yeah. he said to him was like, "You got to earn that money." He was like, "Isn't that what y'all signed me for?" (laughs) Yeah, that's funny, man. I was just like, man, he he dropped some gems, man. I mean, but overall, I thought it's just like you you look at this, you look at this version of uh, Deshaun Jackson, and then you look at this version of. the old wily vet, like I never, you know, he he he, he is the old he is an OG now. Yeah, you know absolutely. what's one thing that Jerry Rice seemed to not teach Deshaun on the field was about marketing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, <laughs> the absolute. Uh, if anyone is looking at the the video, terrible, uh, terrible. This this like like I have I have no problems with. <laughs> Jerry Rice, there were no other blemishes on his career, but this commercial is the worst. <laughs> he he has a face mask oh, with a man. a uh, piece of chicken on it. That's yeah. the worst thing I've ever seen, dude. I was yeah, like, I mean, what is it with like some of the all time greats, bro, that just do- refuse to say no to any ad? Like Shaquille O'Neal, he's another one. He'll never say no to an ad. The first time he does yeah. it, it'll be the first time. Paid. I mean, he knew not to have chicken just dangling in front of his face. Like he he at least is doing some Papa John's. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know. Hey Daz, that commercial is real. Um that's, I have that stored on my real. phone, that photo actually. hundred percent I knew I knew commercial. I brought that up just because I knew it irked scale. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no there's no tarnish on his his rep at all. Except at all, except for that. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that's an ugly look, man. It reminds or, me of the cover brother, yo. Where uh, or the they fact had the, that, uh, the chicken commercials. Y'all remember that? Or Jul- Julian uh, Elman took his daughter to the prom. Whose daughter? I mean, his own daughter? Julian Elman. Yeah. What if she didn't have a date? He's just took being his, a good dad. No, took I'm just saying that daughter to the prom. Mm. No, Julian Elman took Jerry Rice's daughter to oh, the prom. Oh, took Jerry Oh, Rice's I thought you meant his own daughter. I was like, what's yeah. that? It sounded like you said his own yeah. daughter. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's not, that's not what kind of show this is up here. This oh, is. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so three of the four people on right now came away that Julian Edelman took his own daughter to prom. Yes. So something you said was not. Yes. <laughs> that was my face. I'm like, hey, man, I've never heard of that. Uh, oh, Mike yeah, says, Mike, "Hey, now uh, getting the bag is different after you retire from the NFL. Doing strange things for change." And you know what? To play devil's advocate with the whole Jerry Rice thing, he did play in a time where I mean, if you obviously the contracts yeah. are constantly inflating, so like yeah. he might be looking at like some of the bread that these guys are making. It's like you know what? Like I'm the greatest wide receiver of all time. Yeah. I deserve that fat bank account too. So like, I guess he I did not get it from that chicken helmet though. No, he did not. Well, I, 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 I lied when I said that was the only. I, I lied that when I said it was the only blemish. I think the second one was when he had the cornrows. When his, his oh he had the five head going, and then he he got cornrows to the back. I was like, bro, come on, man, let let's let's. I mean, you don't tell Jerry Rice to do anything, but 
you know, lose the cornrows, bro. <laughs> let it, let it, let, 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 let it, let it go. Uh, you know, the, I think the other one, you know, one of the last topics from the uh, I am uh, athlete podcast with uh, Deshaun Jackson. You know, they they made mention of uh, his numbers and the fact uh, does Deshaun Jackson ha- have enough stats uh, to make it into the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. The Hall of Really Good. Yeah. You got to, wow. yo, look at the, the list because they talk about the log jam at wide receiver. Look at the wide receivers that, yo, Sterling Sharp is still not in the Hall of Fame, bro. Right? Like, there's, like, wide receivers right now that had incredible careers that are fringing. I don't know that DJX, I put him above any of those dudes. And it's also yeah. really hard for returners to make that the Hall of Fame. So Eagle, Eagles Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, for sure. He definitely is in the ring uh for the Eagles, but I don't know that he gets a gold jacket. Maybe in like 50 years. Uh um, well, right, I don't think Br- Brandon Marshall was like uh he's like before this conversation, if you would have just came up to me and said, Does Deshaun Jackson has he done enough to make the Hall of Fame? He's like, I would have said no. But it's like when I went yeah. back and looked at the, the numbers, uh, over 1,100 or 1,200 yards. I think it's 1,100 receiving yards. Um, he has the most deep, uh, what, 50-yard yeah, touchdowns? We know, we know that part. We know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. So, he has, Teddy, uh, Teddy's got 11,000 11, yards and how many touchdowns? 90. I think, uh, what's this? 58 receiving touchdowns. Uh, eleven thousand one hundred <laughs> yards, six hundred thirty-two receptions. I don't know why the first name that caught, like, came to mind. Where I was thinking about trying to think of comparable careers, uh, Donald Driver came to mind. Ooh. I would uh, argue probably one of the best wide receivers in Packers history. He's still oh, yeah. not in either, and he's got ten thousand one hundred yards and sixty-one TDs. So, so he's got Deshaun has a thousand more yards, but three less touchdowns. Which, I mean, honestly, uh, to have a better career than Donald Driver, Donald Driver, I think, is a friend. And, and then and then he follows up. These guys had guys like Brett Favre, you mm-hmm. know, or, or, or he's like he only got two years with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, he's like if I was the return with- yards and the return mm-hmm. touchdowns and just how impactful that miracle at the Meadowlands, too. Like, I feel like that should have yeah. some weight as well. Oh. So I'm looking at Shout the out. Hall of Fame tracker from Pro Football Reference or the Hall of Fame monitor. I don't know if folks use that, but it's actually a, a pretty cool tool. So he's behind a gang of people. <laughs> he's got a but he's look, got a heck of a hill of climbs, son. So you got Sterling Sharp, Rod Smith, Heinz Ward, Anquan Bolden. Heinz Ward's not in yet. Nope. Heinz Ward yeah. didn't make it. Irvin Fryer, who had a heck of a career. Shouts out to him for coming on my Gementals. Um you still oh, have oh, oh, oh. Derek Mason, you got Ocho Cinco, uh, Keenan McCardell, who was a heck of a receiver for the Jaguars. Roddy White had a heck of a career for Atlanta. West I think Broker, I put Sean ahead of Sean stupid. Jackson, though, man. Andre Risen, D-Hop is on here ahead of D-Jax, too. I mean, I'm not arguing that all of these people necessarily should be yeah. listed above them, but they do take into consideration all pros, Pro Bowls, rings. Yep. And then, like, their overall statistics as well. Hey, man. Roddy White's listed above. You never know, man. Uh, I'm not surprised that Roddy White's listed you, above. You, you never know. You never know. It could be, it could be a long anything, time. Anything is possible for you, sure. You know. Anything. Um, 
Anything, any, any other takeaways from that in, interview that you guys had? Uh, it was just good to see D-Jax in, his, in an element where he could be honest, you know what I mean? And, you know, I hope there isn't a ton of blowback from him speaking his truth, right? Oh, like, but the again, only the person, the only person that's going to, the only person I could just see overreacting about it is, you know, who? Yeah. your boy. Nah, man. So you was playing that. You was playing that girl. Yeah, that's girl boy. Your yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, your boy. They help me right there, girl. Yeah, bro. Hey, bro. He cut me deep a long time ago. I don't even talk about it. I just, I just, I, just, I have just moved. I've, I, you know, I, I did uh, bump into him at a, at the NFL draft randomly, but it was like a, sa dude. Nothing, not like, you know, it wasn't like. Yeah, you I was like oh. Deshaun though, bro. If I no, if I met Deshaun, I, the the funny well, thing is, it's like when we got his autograph that one. Yeah, time. yeah, we met. Yeah, we did meet Deshaun. He was cool. Um, he was cool. It's, you know who was also cool? His mom. His mom. His, 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 yeah. his mom will stand up for his son, for her son, no matter. Like she will come. She will find your tweet. She will let you know. I said, look, I said, I love DJX. I'm not. I have no hate for your son. I was like, me and you have the same name. His mom's also name is Gail. I said, we have no beef. Because uh, I because I, I had I had posted a video of the first time Deshaun came back as a in a Washington uniform. And I said, Deshaun Jackson is out here. Eagle fans are letting him know. And I, it wasn't just, they were just booing. That was it. Right, and right. she, she was just letting me have it. And I was like, well, I'm not trying to, I'm just, I'm not dissing. I'm just reporting the just, news here. <laughs> just, effect, just speaking the facts. That was, that was my son's first Jersey, man. You know what I mean? Deshaun Jackson's second stint. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson jersey, and I'm not gonna get rid of that one. That's gonna stay in the yeah, closet. Nah, that's that's money. Yeah, right I, there, I was bro. Craw- I was crawling through. Uh, I, I was looking through the jerseys in my closet that were dug deep back there, bro. I found a Dante Stallworth. How about that? That's right. Oh, that's, that's a throwback. Yeah. Oh, that 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 miracle in the Meadowlands, man. That was bonkers. The uh, the the Vic touchdown. The Vic, that laser he threw, yeah, laser he threw, laser. amazing, laser. Trev asks, "Are we allowed to disown Shady McCoy for wearing Steelers hat and Penguins jersey?" Eh, I'm good. I'm not. Gail disowned yeah. Shady when he gave up. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the end game until like probably like two months ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> I finally watched it. I finally Yo, watched. It. I was like, he had people. I'm like sick on Twitter. As, so as, a, as a guy that didn't watch any of that stuff, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. So. Dan says he's got a Sean Bradley jersey. Ooh, in this wow. buddy. Wow. Not bad. Any, I know someone's got an Asimov jersey in here. Oh, Prime got an Asma. Yo, yeah, was Prime, hyped. Prime's collection got Prime. Prime, Prime yeah, got like a hundred jerseys in this. Yeah, I ain't no Asma. He got an Asma helmet. What an Asma helmet, bro. Yeah, all right. Yo, I do that. I still, I still have an Asma jersey. Nice. Do you? It's good, bro. I, I got married I gotta, to Kerry Washington. The only, the only, action. yeah, the only twenty-four jersey I got is Sheldon Brown. That's it. And that's my dumbass bought a Sidney Jones jersey, bro. Oof. I, I put on, I put on a DJX jersey like two weeks ago. 
I Listen, know. I'm a still rocking DJX. Keep an eye out for it because I'm rocking it during the season. That man is still yo shout out for Eagle all day, man. Shout out to uh, Justin Emery, the f- first producer of uh, Fourth and John. That guy used to do every podcast from his raggedy ass uh, Deshaun Jackson jersey. It looked like it was nice. about to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> Raxek says he needs to get a Dawkins jersey. I think I think it's time. Yeah, it's uh, Trev. Trev says, I got a Darius Slade, number 24 jersey. Uh, and speaking of that's like vintage jerseys, we'll, we might be doing a little reveal on the next pod. Hint, hint. Uh, oh, I mean, like before we get out of here, um, we did end up, uh, me, Prime, and uh, Mal got an opportunity to uh, go to the Devontae Smith. Yes, celebrity softball game. Now we're, we're talking about a softball game, but the, the amount, cool the amount, the amount of fun that we had. Yeah. It, it you know th- there was moments in the game where it got out of. This was like, where is this game going? They were they gave away a free Mercedes. They had like um, a thirty minute kinda, intermission to give that car and then, away too. And, and then Mal and Prime schooled me on the taxes that this guy this Yo. this this. This dude and his smoke. two kids, he's like, they're gonna have to pay taxes. The on one like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Smokes. You can you can turn around and flip that right <laughs> away. Know, right? Yeah, like, that's what I said. I was like, I'm selling it, it immediately, yeah, bro. Taking them taxes back. right out that resale. Yeah. I ain't playing that game. So uh besides the Mercedes giveaway, there's a there's a home run derby, which AJ Brown won. Um but there got to a moment in the game where it was uh Micah Parsons team was up 12 6 um 12 6 and then w- it was like 12 6 we can't the the uh, you know the home team came back and then it was left with Devontae Smith on second base and Jalen Hurts with an opportunity to just come up and hit a go yard like Mal and Prime would say go yard we told um, would go yard man go yes, I said is. I just like take it to the yard take it take to it the to the yard take it to the yard so also Jalen Hurts hits a dinger man and this yeah. the place erupted he hit it was almost like a Bryce Harper style uh and the other other thing is a lot of people didn't realize Jalen Hurts was a lefty lefty yeah mm-hmm. um so I mean again it's just a softball game but I felt like we left there kind of geek, no? No, it definitely was. I mean, I, I had a great time. I mean, uh, Michael Parsons was definitely trying to get us rowdied up because, you know, we yeah. didn't like him. All the Penn State fans, regardless of that, he was still getting booed, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, he he was running his mouth talking about he was there to go ahead and start the 0-3 streak where he was going to give our Philadelphia Eagles the first loss during the softball game and then come and see him two times during the NFL season. Well, you know what? It already got killed right there because Jalen Hurts done switched it up, hit that two-run dinger, you know what I mean, won it. Not only that, he lost to A.J. Brown. So I'm going to say he's going to go 0-4, 0-4. Mm. He's already 0-2 because he lost to A.J. in the home run derby, all right, and then he lost the game. And, man, yeah, listen, that man was crying. It's a softball game, and he was crying. <laughs> he struck out twice. Jalen struck him out twice as well twice. in softball. Why is he so. pitching like that? He got to pitch this way. He got to pitch that way. <laughs> nah, it, it was it was a good crowd. And I think yeah, the, the other takeaway from that that day was, um, and not that you know I've I've been seeing all these other 
analysts and talking heads in, in the Philadelphia community talk about how close this Eagles unit seems to be. Absolutely. And like that, my takeaway after that day, I was like, these guys like they like each other, man. And um, Jaylen, the, the star, the stars, their leader. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like they're close, and that hurts is their leader, like yeah. unquestioned, unquestioned. Let's talk about rally around the troops. Yeah, I mean rally around the family. Pocketful. Yeah, shout out. I mean, shout yeah. out. Listen, shout out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you saw. Shout out to Chris Franklin, man. Um, I didn't even realize he was in the booth that day. I walked by, I see like a half half his face. And I kind of like recognized I gave him the head nudge. And then as I'm walking, I'm like, I know that dude. <laughs> like I just saw him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but then um, I hit him up later on that night. And I was like, look, man, my bad. But shout out to Chris because he put out an article uh, speaking about the chemistry those guys had that day. Yeah. It was fun watching those guys bug out the way they were doing. Yeah. Uh, Dallas was having a great time. Yeah. Jalen was having a good time. Devontae was having a great time. You had the Kobe Dean out there. Brandon Graham, yo, come on, fellas. Like, did you see? Like, I, 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 I saw that thing from the dip, Evan. In person, that boy bulked up. He's ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Who's this? I, I was I was he moving around. BG. BG. Yeah, BG got up. big. He man. can't swing a softball bat for shit, but <laughs> he was, yo. A lot of them couldn't, which was funny. Oh, yeah, a lot of them couldn't. I, I, yo, I was like getting so amped up that I wanted to at least work my way down there and be like, look, man, pick the bat up a little bit yeah. more. Put your elbow back and you, you get a little bit more pop out of it. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I had I was taking film of like the you know batting practice or the home run derby, and I was like, it got so bad that I was like, I got I got to stop filming because some of these guys just yeah. The conversations we were having in the background were more entertaining than like what we were what you were recording, man. Some of those swings were just yeah. horrendous. Uh, but definitely shout out to Chris Franklin, man. Heck of a uh, heck of a like journalist, reporter, good writer, man. Good dude. Um, yeah, he, he yeah. he's always uh, he had a nice shot of the home run. Like I was going back to watch all the different angles of like home run, the yeah. the home run, and uh, it was just it was just it was just dope to see everybody had a. Good time. They actually great showed day. The game. Great they showed day. The game the other yeah. night on TV on uh, oh, on TV. Yeah, they had the game the other night on TV. Yeah, just right. watching. And I was the I was the guy that left before all the festivities took place, <laughs> trying to beat the traffic out. And I get home and I see the game winning home run. I'm like, of course, yeah. I left like fifteen minutes before all of this happens. See, yeah, we, we, see? We were trying that. to beat we, traffic. We yeah. were at the edge. Yeah. Of, we were at the edge of our like, seats, just waiting to see what was going down. It's softball, man. Anybody right, can come bro. back from a twelve run, from bro, a six run absolutely. deficit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we uh, we missed you out there, Ev. But I know. Congratulations to uh, Lindsay for graduating. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, so that's a, a salute to the the Hearn uh, family yeah, and, and the Hearn parents. Another graduate. For, yep. Producing another college graduate. Two for yeah, two. Sure. Who's the yeah. smartest out of y'all? I'll let her have that cake. Man. It's her. Okay. You got nice. no choice. <laughs> you know, yeah. no shout, choice shout out to her. Man. <laughs> uh, so before we get out of here, um, we'll go with Mal. Anything you want to leave the people with? Yeah, just excited as always to be here with y'all, man. You know, glad that, you know, I was telling you, so I got a chance to meet your, your lovely um, girlfriend and I was explaining to her 
Gail be Gail don't let me out, right? Like he don't really be letting me go to events and stuff. And so I just felt real fortunate that you let me out the basement. You let me go to the event. I got to meet people out. I got some sunshine that day. I was tight, bro. Got some vitamin E in my life. Got to meet prom beautiful family. And then he locked me back in the basement. And then you know, you know how that goes. Um, nah, man, Gail, as always, I just appreciate you, dude, because you know, you you continue to put me on and continue to expose me to opportunities and stuff. And had it not been for you, I wouldn't have went to that game. So um, it was just a great game, great opportunity, had a good time. Um, yeah, and just excited. I'm, my excitement is ramping up for the season. Watching how close-knit that group was. Even A.J. Brown, who's brand new, right? Like, you got N'Kobe Dean. Like, the rookies are in there. And, like, you can see the cohesion. Um, spraying on them to stay healthy. And, you know, yeah, we, we go where Jalen Hurts takes us. And I have the ultimate faith that he's going to take us wherever – Back to the playoffs at the very least. 17 and 0, baby. I'm standing on game, standing on business. <laughs> love it, love it. Mal. I mean, uh, I mean uh Prime. Prime. <laughs> uh yeah, man. Uh just to, just so you know, Ma, when you when you showed up there, we we, we spotted you right around the corner. There was no way we were not making that. <laughs> there he is right there. He's in the building. Coward Johnson over here for no yeah, reason. Yeah, but um, nah, it real talk. The best thing about that day was definitely seeing the chemistry these guys are uh you know building up. They were having a great time, and that's what we need. We need these guys to be on the same page, especially going into the seasons, because the expectations yep. for us Eagles fans is really getting up there. You know what yep. I mean? Like things are in place for us to have a great season and going forward. So, um, you know, that was the beginning of many because these guys are talking about doing a lot of things like that so they could go ahead and build that chemistry. It kind of goes back to one of the key things that I even took that with me to my softball game the next day where, like, you got to go ahead and get that, you know, that relationship with the next man that's going to back you up, you know, in the position. Go out, have a drink with him or, or spend some time to get to know that person so you can go ahead and build that trust. And that's what these guys got going on. Uh, so, you know. Look, look, prime example, they came together and they came back and won that game. So yeah. that right there is big. So, you know what I mean? Take that onto the football field. Take that into this NFL season. And the expectations is only going to go behind from here on out. Um, but with last thing I want to say uh, tomorrow, shout out to my pops, man. It's going on two years since you've been gone. It's your birthday right. tomorrow. I'm going to be thinking about you. It's going to be a little yeah. rough day tomorrow. But, you know, it's definitely Yeah. Love yeah, you, probably, definitely man. gonna be big tomorrow. Yes, sir. What's the man? Um, uh, I, I just want to uh, personally, before you butcher my name too, Gail. Um, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just want to like Mal. You said the word cohesion, and uh, yeah. I just I just want to build off of that word. Where I I looking at I'm looking at the squad we have right now. You're right. They they are a very well knit group. Uh, the cohesion is is clear as day. And yep. I'm excited for that. Um, if you yep. if we can go full circle with it, like if I'm thinking back to the Donovan McNabb era, that's that's one thing that like really the team didn't have. I mean, we had a yep. lot of talented dudes on the uh, in the locker room, but we didn't have any cohesion. Um, so to see that, to see the talent that we have on paper, and to see the chemistry that's already building this early in the off season, I have high hopes for the season. So go birds. Absolutely. Go birds. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to uh piggyback off uh what you guys uh, had said, I mean, it was just great to have uh just having ha- having a day out there just relaxing, enjoying the birds. And it's not like a in an eagle setting, it's softball, but just watching the guys have fun, uh just hanging out with you guys, just building uh, you know, just good vibes all the way around. I, I felt like uh I needed that 
just for the mentals, just out there, just having a good old time. Um, I, and I, now I just gearing up for that excitement. Like, I just feel like I, I just can't believe how many different uh, difference makers we have. Like you can go from old to new to, you know, just the, the good core group of guys that the, I think um, Hertz is really just taking his, his leadership role to another level. Um, you know, also I just, uh, before we get out of here, I just wanted to, you know, prayers go to the families that were affected this week. Uh, the South street uh, shooting. And we just talk about this, uh, this gun violence. It's just the thing like, like three years ago, me and my brother were at the same spot in, on South street. And I had a moment where I told my bro- looked at my brother. I'm like, yo, we got to get out of here. And he's like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, and he's like, we got to get out of here. And I'm like, we got to get out of here. And he, and then 25 minutes is shooting and the same spot. And then, I mean, this is like three, three or four years later. And yeah. same thing. I mean, it's just a, it's just a thing that, you know, uh, it's really, you know, uh, it's, it's crazy what's going on in this nation, but I just want everyone to stay safe out there, man. Uh, just uh, mind your mentals, and uh, we'll see you guys oh, in the man. next one. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Burts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.